Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener. You'll have ad-free episodes and join us on our monthly Zoom calls with other podcast listeners and get to know the community at wearelatech.love, linked in the show notes. And so I think that really provides not only the brand with a lot of peace of mind, but it also provides the creator with the peace of mind, knowing that they're presenting themselves in a professional manner that the brand is going to trust and it allows them to get you know, more credibility and of course, hopefully more money for the deal that they're conducting with that brand. I'm Alex Bloomberg, host of the podcast Startup, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. My name is Esprit Devora, born and raised L.A., and I created We Are L.A. Tech in 2012 to unify the community. Podcast launched in 2014, continuing to help people find the best talent, to connect with each other, to form awesome relationships. So proud of this show. Enjoy. Today's We Are LA Tech shout out goes to Dave Whelan. Dave, thank you so much for supporting and cheering on the We Are LA Tech community and podcast. Be sure to say hello to Dave on social on LinkedIn, D-A-V-E, last name W-H-E-L-A-N. He is just so cool building Rebel Labs. Rebel Labs is a leading science-based revolution in wellness arena encompassing mind, body, and spirit. They are teaching us how to build a healthy life and providing building blocks of knowledge from food to fitness. And oh my God, are they amazing. Tell me you found them via We Are LA Tech. Today's personal spot is just about how strange it is that we're focused on grinding and hustling and encouraged to sacrifice friends and family in any free time when because like when we succeed or when we go through really lows like what does the world expect from us that we're just going to be like alone in all of it it's just kind of crazy I'm I'm driving to my mom's house right now you could probably hear the car and I'm just thinking about how lucky I am that I, I get to drive to my mom's house And that's, you know, an opportunity to spend time with my family. And just that we're so encouraged to sacrifice all of that in order to build, build, build and be at our computer. I just, the more that I understand the value and importance of of life, of like what happens in life, the more I just, I just think that's so foolish. And I know when I first became an entrepreneur, it was everything. I mean, I sacrificed everything everything becoming an entrepreneur and now I think that that's just not the way to become quote-unquote successful you know anyway let me know what you think reach out to me um an email or on social at Esprit Devora and enjoy the next episode bye Tech podcast spotlighting LA tech companies and talent. So excited for our next guest with an amazing, amazing startup company. Oh my gosh, it's going to solve so many problems for content creators around the world. Welcome to the show, Casey and Kieran. Hello. Hello there. Thank you so much for having us, Esprit. Thanks for having us. Of course. Tell us about Media Kits. First of all, tell us who you are and what you do. But let's start with you co founded Media Kits. What is MediaKits.com? 
Yeah, so Kieran and I, we're both the co-founders. We'll, we'll both give our, our quick intro, but co-founder of Media Kits. Media Kits is a social media data aggregator that builds me- beautiful media kits for creators of any kind, whether that's influencers or bloggers or musicians or podcasters. And Kieran and I, we've known each other for almost five years now. We'll get into the story later, but a little context on me, Esprit. I know that you're, I love your podcast. I've been a podcaster myself for four, over four years now and interviewed hundreds of guests. And we're excited to not only provide a tool for the creators and, and influencers in my life, but for the community as a whole. Yeah. So I, uh, I've been in marketing for, for years now. And Casey and I met, we're, we're both from Virginia, born and raised. Um, so Casey and I met a while back and yeah, Media Kits was kind of uh, conceived about three years ago. I first thought of the idea um, when I was running my my marketing firm, and we were working with a lot of influencers at the time, and uh, creators would come to us and ask to uh, to help us assist with their brand deals. And so I remember specifically one time we had a we had a creator in the automotive space who needed a media kit, and um, I didn't even really know what a media kit was at the time, but I went ahead and built him one uh, on Canva or Photoshop or something, and. I sent it to him and he got this deal. And then about two months later, he was approached by another brand uh, to, to do a deal. And this time he comes to me and he says, Hey, Kieran, that media kit that you made me two months ago, it's completely outdated. All the numbers are wrong. Everything's outdated. I need you to go back, change everything and, and send it back over to me. And I just kind of thought to myself, that seems like a bit of a convoluted process. There's There must be an easier way for creators to build uh, these media kits, these press kits, or if you want to call it a you know a digital resume, so to speak. And that's kind of when I thought of the idea for MediaKits.com. At the time, Casey and I were both pretty busy. Uh, we had other ventures going on. And so kind of shelved the idea. Um, and, and, and thank God we did, actually, because looking back, I don't think Casey and I had the, the network or, or the experience or, or the, the know-how to really run a tech company back then. And fast forward to now, um, Casey and I ended up starting the company uh, just about a year ago, right in the middle of COVID. Um, Casey and I were roommates at the time. And so we found ourselves with a bunch of free time on our hands, just locked in our apartment all day. And that's kind of uh, the origin story of Media Kits. And talk a little bit about your background. Like, Casey, weren't you one of the youngest podcasters? Like, am I remembering that right? (laughs) I mean, I I would say when I started my podcast, I was 17 years old. Kieran and I are both from Virginia, but I was in my bedroom in in Virginia coming out of a, a neck injury so I, I grew up playing sports. I was an athlete, played hockey for 10 years, played lacrosse, and I was playing football during high school. In sophomore year, I it was literally the first day of practice at football, and I get injured. I go to the doctor the next day, and the doctor says, hey, good news, bad news. The good news is you're not paralyzed. The bad news is you can never play football again, and you have to be in a neck brace for Yo, six months. Yo, that sounds like Lewis Howes. <laughs> a little bit. He, he, injuries, for sure. So I'm in this neck brace for six months and I was depressed, not sure what I wanted to do with my life, like hated the world and then started to just fall into following different entrepreneurs and marketers online. Ty Lopez, he was like a mentor of mine, someone that I followed on social, Gary Vaynerchuk, Tony Robbins, all these different guys. And long story short, I started my podcast about a year after I got injured, after I was just networking on social media, starting to meet people, including Kieran. And when I started the show, you know, I was 17, didn't really know what a podcast was, but I wanted to use the podcast as a gateway to meet great people for future business opportunities. So I just, my first podcast, it was on my Apple headphones and I was walking around my room in a circle, just recording my first audio file. And that was the beginning of my podcast. And, you know, since then it's, it's opened up so many doors, hundreds of interviews later and almost 
four years now. Um, it's been a huge catalyst to not only my career, but media kits to now the fundraising process that we recently went through for, at media kits and so much more, but it's always been like a staple for me. How much did you raise? Yeah. So Kieran and I, we started raising the seed round for media kits back in like March, April, and we just closed a million dollar seed round. So super excited. We have some awesome people involved. Thank you. Awesome people. I'm sure you may know a couple of them. We have Sriram Krishnan, one of the GPs at A16Z. He's, you know, on Clubhouse all the time on the Good Time Show. He's done some awesome interviews there. Uh, to the former CTO of Coinbase, Balaji Srinivasan, to the founders of Fuck Jerry, the big media company in New York, um, Dan Fleischman. Yeah, they're awesome. But I, I could go on and on. We have an incredible roster of, of not only investors, but, and I'll let Kieran touch on it more, but our core team at Media Kits are super excited about. And, you know, this seed round not only helped us come to market, but what we're planning on doing the next year is something we're super excited about when it comes to reinventing the resume and, and bringing out a tool to the uh, creator economy. And speaking of podcasting and Clubhouse, I have no idea. Did Clubhouse help with your fundraising portion or did that not have a relationship? Karen, you have some funny stories on that, like pitch rooms and all the stuff you did there. <laughs> it's funny because K- Casey was definitely more active on Clubhouse than I was, but I was definitely, I, I was on there with a purpose. Like K- Casey's always been like, he wants to go and like network and meet people. And that's kind of what he used Clubhouse for. I would hop on Clubhouse and just talk about media kits, just uh, like unapologetically. Um, and, and I, I, there was a, there was a Y Combinator alumni uh, clubhouse room and it was like a it was like a pitch um there's like a 60 second pitch kind of clubhouse room and there was a hundred pitches in, inside of an hour um or, or maybe it was like 50 or a large number of people that would go up on stage and pitch and then they picked the top i think top five finalists and so um for whatever reason i was one of the finalists and i thought that was cool so we went up on stage me and the four other people with um with these y combinator alums and um and then we we got the chance to do like a longer 2 to 3 minute pitch and so i went in more in depth on what media kits is and what it's doing and then they bring it to a vote out of the five finalists um and media kits ended up winning by like a landslide um by like double the amount of the second most voted for product um, that, that day on, on that clubhouse room. So that was cool. Um, and yeah, I mean, we definitely met some, some cool people on there. Some of our advisors and investors, um, we definitely uh, met through the podcast or through, uh, through clubhouse in one way or another. Um, so that was definitely really cool. That was like the magic of clubhouse in, in the early days. I'm curious, Casey. So you both knew each other from Virginia. When did you migrate over to Marina Del Rey at, to kick off, um, media kits? Or did you start Media Kits in Virginia? So we're, we're all in, in here in Marina Del Rey, but Karen and I met, we didn't know each other growing up in Virginia, ironically. So when I was uh, 16, Ty Lopez, you know, big internet marketing guy, he ended up flying me out to Los Angeles. First time I was ever in LA. Uh, I skipped like a couple of days of school. I was uh, I was in high school at the time, a junior, uh, a junior high school. He ends up flying me out to LA with my mom and I because I cold DM him like, hey, you know, a year ago, I was in a neck brace, super depressed, not sure what I wanted to do with my life. And now I just started a marketing agency and I went to this event in San Diego and I met all these great people. Just wanted to say thank you so much. And it's so ironic looking back and Kieran can chime in on this story too, because I fly to LA the first time. It's my first time in Los Angeles. I'm like, you know, wow, this is crazy. And then 
I spend the day at Ty's house and we end up doing a, an Instagram live stream and a couple of different cool interviews, more so like testimonials for his programs, right? And as I'm doing this 10 minute or 15 minute live stream on Instagram, Kieran happens to be in Virginia where I'm also from and watches the quick five to 10 minute segment where I'm like, yeah, I'm 16. I'm from Virginia. Like I'm here with Ty. Like, thank you so much. Whatever I said. And then Kieran ends up DMing me and says, hey, uh, I, I see, you know, we both follow Ty. I see you're, you're from Virginia. You should come up to D.C. and meet my buddy Jeff. He's a big automotive influencer and you should come to a car show. And it was just like, you know, come come out and come up and hang out. And it was like a super organic friendship from there. You know, the next weekend I go up to D.C., we all meet. And then long story short, we become best friends for the next year, year and a half. And then when I graduated high school, I, uh, we all moved to Arizona. And then last year I moved, we all moved, the company moved to Marina Del Rey. So now I'm in Los Angeles and you know, that was always the the goal and the dream to be out in California, LA specifically, but yeah, it, it's just quite ironic. And Kieran, maybe you can chime in on this. Cause I think like the Virginia roots, it's so funny. Like me and uh, Kieran and our good friend, we had a podcast uh, called Virginia boys. And it's just so ironic how so much in our life like comes back to Virginia still. And we think about like, oh, it's a state that no one talks about or knows about, right? But ironically, like Virginia is so frequent in our lives up until this day. Yeah, no, totally. That's it was a funny story. Like I uh, I was just getting into into online marketing and I was following Ty and I literally I hopped into that live stream. I remember I was just like laying in bed in my like childhood bedroom in Virginia. And uh, I just hopped into that live stream for probably 10 seconds. And the very first thing that I heard was this kid standing next to Ty was talking and said, I live in Virginia. And his Instagram username was pinned to the bottom of the screen. And that's how, that's how Casey and I met. So at the time, my, my, my username wasn't at Casey. It was Casey Adams one. So Karen had to type in some more numbers and letters. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Casey, I'm curious, let's do a shout out for your podcast and who are some of the iconic guests or even I'm so into even people that don't have a big brand name that just have really meaningful conversations. Which episodes would you recommend that people tune into on your show? Yeah. So, you know, I would say like one of my favorite interviews that, you know, is just something I always pinpoint is Larry King, right? I, I believe I'm good friends with his son, Chance King, and we'll dive into the story there because Kieran was a part of that. but my interview with Larry King, it was so special. And I was actually one of the last people that interviewed Larry King in person, if not the last, based on what I know. It was December 10th, 2019, right before the holidays and then the new year and then COVID happened, right? So I just remember like walking into Larry King's iconic studio, sitting down with him for 45 minutes and just picking his brain and having a conversation about life and about happiness, about success, about podcasting and broadcasting and anything in between, it was just such a, not only a monumental moment in my career, but such a, um, a pivoting point to really think about like, wow, I was 17, just starting this show on my Apple headphones in Virginia, no relationships, no network. And now that I, I put myself in this position to sit down with the most iconic broadcaster in the world. It was so special to me. And then something too, before we dive into the story of Larry King, someone I, I want to give a big shout out to is um, a good friend of mine. He actually recently passed away two two days ago. Trevor Moad. 
his interview, and, and I, I actually re-listened to it yesterday, just hearing the news. I, I met him through a good friend of mine. His name's Drama, uh, Chris Drama Faf. He's, uh, he has a podcast as well called Group Chat and Short Story Long. So I met him through him. I love drama back in the Robin Big days. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I, I met Trevor through him and Trevor ended up like coming speaking at one of our events that me and Drama did with Rob Deerdak. And Trevor, he was a mental like conditioning coach and he had a quote, he always talked about like, I want to motivate the motivated. He was the the brain coach of Russell Wilson, one of the Seahawks, like the, the Seahawks quarterback. And like he was a part of dozens of championships in the NCAA and the NFL in terms of like being the coach behind the athletes. And, and I remember when I interviewed him at the time, like he just got on Instagram like 30 days before I interviewed him. So he, you know, didn't have the biggest brand. He didn't have the biggest name, but the people that knew him, knew him, loved him, respected him. And like, as I listened to that podcast yesterday, I just had so many vivid like, emotions and memories from that day. I drove to his place in Huntington Beach and sat down with him. And he was just such a guy that spent like completely his focused time on you. Like he didn't watch TV, he didn't watch the media. But again, I don't want to go on a rant about Trevor, but I just wanted to take a moment to to shout him out because now that I reflect on that, like that was a very monumental podcast for me and something that, um, you know, I just want to let the world know because his legacy will continue to live on. And now that I can look back on that and say, hey, like I'm grateful to have had him in my podcast, it it only means that much more. I'm really glad that you did. I've had I've had people close to me not be of this plane, but be of a different plane now. And uh, I'm happy that you were able to take a moment to share. Where can people find your podcast? Yeah, so it's called Rise of the Young. Uh, you can find it anywhere that a podcast is listened to. I, I always say check out Spotify because I have love for Spotify, what they're doing in the podcast community with all the different features and internal cool uh, like feature sets that they're building out. So definitely Spotify, iTunes as well, or a podcast app. But yeah, anywhere you can listen to a podcast, I'm there. And Kieran was actually one of my, funny enough, like one of my first interviews, I think it was like maybe the first 10. And, it, and it's so cool to even just like reflect on that. And Kieran can chime in here too. It's like thinking like when I started it, I'm just like reaching out to friends and saying, yo, let's chat at the time. I don't have any experience. I don't have any network besides like a, my core group of good friends. Um, where like even just thinking like the first 10, 15, 20 interviews that I did, they're also so special to me because it's like, I was this kid that didn't have any experience in the podcasting world. I was writing down all my questions. The interviews were terrible looking back. And it's just so funny to think about the growth that I've had. And and I, I know Kieran's seen it firsthand from my interview side of things, but also as Kieran and I have grown together, um, I, th- I just think it's super cool to reflect on that from a, from a journey, but also thinking how he's been like monumental in the, the Larry King story, which we can get into if you're interested. Yeah, no, that, that that's so funny to look back on. We we need to redo that interview, by the way. We've been saying we've been saying that we're gonna do another interview for like years now and we still haven't refreshed it. So we, we should we should probably do that at some point. And we'll include your podcast in the show notes as well. For sure, if you'd like to share the Larry King story, that'd be great. And then I wanna circle back to media kits because I'm just I'm I'm legit blown away by how much it will help content creators. But definitely, I think a lot of people would love to hear about your Larry King story. That's very inspirational. It, it kind of actually circles back to media kits a little bit, which is which is kind of interesting. I guess to throw it all the way back, I met a guy uh, named Michael Gruen through a mutual friend. We were chatting on Instagram probably back in like twenty early 2018. And... Um, we uh, we ended up just getting on a phone call one day. Um, I think I was still living in Virginia at the time, actually. 
And uh, we just ended up getting on a phone call and he's telling me, he's like, yeah, I'm about to move out to LA. I want to do like this content house thing. I'm going to start managing talent and doing all this. He was like telling me his vision for what he wanted to do. Um, and uh, so we, we kind of connected and became buddies. And then I connected Michael with Casey and we all kind of became friends. And then uh, a year and a half later, um, Casey and I get invited out to this dinner in Beverly Hills with, with Tillman Fertitta, who's the billionaire owner of the Houston Rockets. And, uh, he owns the, the large restaurant holding group that owns Mastro's among other restaurants. And so we had this private dinner with Tillman at, uh, Mastro's Beverly Hills. And so Casey and I both went, Michael was there, tons of big influencers and powerful people were in the room. And, uh, I sit down at, at dinner and I'm sitting next to a guy named chance and chance and I become buddies. We're talking through, uh, throughout dinner. And, um, I noticed that his, everyone had like name cards on the table and, uh, his name was, is chance King. Right. And so we're sitting, I'm not, I didn't think anything of it just sitting next to him. And then as everyone's going around the room, giving like introductions to themselves, Michael, I think, or maybe it was Tillman, somebody gets up and says, Chance, thank you so much for for having Tillman on your dad's show today, and uh, and that's when I kind of connected the dots because I had seen um, on my on Michael's Instagram story earlier that day that Tillman was on the Larry King show, and so I kind of lean over to Casey and like I think that's Larry King's son, like like I, let me introduce you to him because I'm sitting next to him at dinner, and so then Casey and Chance became friends, and that's how um, I'll let Casey yeah. take over. That's how Casey got the interview <laughs> with Larry. Yeah. And it's, it's, there's like the domino effect is so real. So it's like, he, you know, Hey, you go, go introduce yourself to chance and, and a little context as well. Like, so Tillman was releasing his book called shut up and listen. So everyone that was at that dinner was either a podcaster or influencer that helped promote the book. Um, so it was like a curated cool dinner, but I ended up, you know, going up to chance saying hello, getting to know him. And the following weekend, I was having an event with Drama and Rob Deerdeck in Los Angeles. So, you know, it was like, hey, Chance, like, great to meet you. I'd love to have you come out to this event I'm having next weekend. We have speakers and it's, it's going to be a good time. I'd love for you to come out. So he's like, sure, cool. So, you know, this organic friendship starts to build. He comes out to the event the following weekend. And then, you know, we stay in touch. And then this is the part that like looking back is just crazy. In between the interview and meeting Chance and him coming to the event and us just becoming friends, Kieran and I and my girlfriend Jacqueline now, we were at the Century City Mall. So like I love talking about LA on the LA Tech podcast, you know? So we're at the Century City Mall and we're just walking around. And ironically, Larry King in his wheelchair at the time just comes right by us, like right by us. So then, you know, me being the networker, I, I go up to him and the guy he's with and I introduce myself. I'm like, hey, Larry, I, I just wanted to say hello. I met your son, Chance, uh, you know, about two weeks ago. And I just wanted to say thank you for everything you do. And it's a pleasure to meet you. Take a quick selfie. And that's that. Right. And then, you know, and this is something we talked about before the podcast started. I, I'm not the type of person where I, I like to ask for things or, or expect anything from anyone. But it, for me, it was really about my curiosity and passion for podcasting, for broadcasting, where I was like, hey, Chance, you know, like, what would it take to have your dad on the show? I know he's, you know, he's a busy guy. And, you know, at the time it's like, hey, he's not doing so well health wise, so we can't do it right now. And then I remember just to wrap the story up. Um, I was flying home on Thanksgiving Day, 2019. I was about to take off from Pittsburgh, and he's like, "Hey, I, I ran the ran the idea by my dad again. He's totally open to it. Uh, let me know when you're gonna be in LA next, and we'll make it happen." No way! 
Yeah. And I was like, wow. So then we scheduled the interview. It was December 10th, 2019. And Kieran was there. Like Kieran really saw the whole process come to come to fruition. And and I think like, you know, we might have took some time to tell that story, but I think like that story has so many lessons and value that I continue to learn from this day because you really never know who you're gonna meet or what what what's it's gonna lead to. And Kieran and I have seen that firsthand with whether that's investors and media kits or our team members and how it all comes full circle. And we're, we're a huge proponent of just going with the flow and knowing that the people in your life, like things will come from it in a positive way. It just comes down to actually on my end and how I think about it, like nurturing those relationships and, and being a value. So that is the story. <laughs> totally. My mom says, if you don't ask, you don't receive. I'm curious. This is super random. By chance, was your event, the group chat podcast live at that really cool office space in kind of like, it was kind of by Torrance or Redondo or Manhattan, like that area. So this was, this is an event. It was, it was actually like a cross collaboration event with um, my past company, Build Your Empire. It was like a Build Your Empire Young and Reckless event. I don't know. I forgot where it was. Um, Okay. Because I was at the group chat live live podcast. It was in Hollywood. Oh, then it was no. in Hollywood. Casey. No, yeah. I was yeah. I was go. at the group chat live event that had like a fireplace behind. It was so dope. Like the group chat podcast is really, really good. It's like one of the legendary, like high value podcasts. I was just on it after our like switching gears to media kits after our launch party on August 11th. Uh, I went on group chat the day after. And you know, I always love talking to drama D on and all those guys. I they're awesome. <laughs> yeah. Let's get back into media kits because for so many reasons. One, um, creators sometimes don't have the design experience, like because if you're a podcaster or if you're an artist or whatever you may be, you may not be a designer. So designing a media kit, one, is a block. Two, keeping up-to-date information, as you were talking about before. And also just having something that's like really interactive and and fun to look at. Um, media kit solves all of this. It's really exciting for a huge pain point in the content creator economy. Can you talk about where you are today, how many people are using media kits and like where you picture media kits going in the future? Yeah, I, I think um, the, the big vision, obviously we can't, we can't spill all the secrets here, but uh, we, we have a really grand vision for, for what media kits is eventually going to become. And I think that's the really exciting part about building a company, building a tech company, but building any company in general is kind of what can you what can you do with the progress and the revenue that you're making to make it even bigger and to provide more value and more opportunity to a, a large number of people. And that's kind of uh, my thesis and Casey's as well in in business. And so, um, yeah, I mean, right now uh, we've got a few thousand users at this point, three or 4,000 users um, just in the last few weeks since we've been live uh, with really little to no marketing um, outside of just the launch event that we did. You know, part of that is, is intentional because right now the, uh, the product that's live on online is, is a very base MVP version of what, what it's eventually going to be. I'm excited for everyone. Um, maybe if you're listening to this podcast two, three, four months from now, you're, you already know what I'm talking about, but we have some big updates coming um, over the next few weeks here, which is really exciting. But it's just been cool to to see the product come to life after you know years of it kind of living in my head and Casey and I going back and forth about it and like what it might look like. Um, it's really cool to see it live. And uh, yeah, like I said, we have a we have a big vision for um, for how Media Kits is eventually going to expand into other verticals and really uh, do a lot of cool stuff for the creator economy and and provide so much value to so many people. 
And how many people are in your team right now? Uh, yeah, we've got a team of about 10 people at the moment. Um, we're actively hiring. If anybody knows uh, any engineers that are uh, looking to, to work for a cool tech company. Um, but yeah, we've got about 10 people right now, really tight knit uh, team and community internally. And that's another thing that's really important to Casey and I is to, to really have a, a solid team of absolute experts and professionals that kind of feel like family and feel like um, like we're all working towards kind of the same common goal and mission. So for people who do want to apply, where should they go to apply to work with you? You can email careers at mediakits.com um, and send your resume there and we'd be happy to have an interview with you. Speaking of connecting with you for uh, a job, like how can people connect with each of you in general? Like uh, Casey has the phenomenal Instagram <laughs> handle at Casey. It's so easy. C-A-S-E-Y. Casey, uh, are there any other ways or is Instagram DM the best? What What is the best to connect with you? I would say Instagram DMs where I spend a lot of my time connecting with people. And that's always been the best thing for me. And even just on that, it's like I look at Instagram as just the networking tool. So definitely Instagram at Casey. And yeah, that's definitely the best place to hit me up. Cool. And Kieran, how about for you? Where should people connect with you? Yeah, you should probably DM at Casey. Um, <laughs> to, to... <laughs> yeah, no, I, I uh, you can hit me up on Instagram anytime just at Kieran O'Brien. But yeah, I mean, Casey's, uh, Casey's probably uh, more, um, more communicative than I am um, on, on social. So it's at K-I-E-R-A-N. O-B-R-I-E-N. So what LA Tech resources would you recommend? Are there any events or accelerators or incubators that you think like would really help people um, in the startup space here? I would say, you know, an event coming up is Vid Summit. That's a that's an incredible event that I'm, I'm excited about to attend. And Ken and I, we know the, the guys po- uh, hosting it and putting it on anyone from Sean Duris to his whole team at Space Station. So I would say VidSummit is a, a great resource and even something I just thought about, which happened quite recently was LA Tech Week. It was like the informal yes. LA Tech Week. Kyle's yeah. LA Tech Week. Uh, yeah, I was texting Kyle yesterday and it's like, I, I went to an event there and you know the event got uh, written about in the New York Times and there was like great people there in LA Tech. And I think you know that was like a public forum on Twitter and you could you know like RSVP to different events and all that cool stuff that happened throughout that, where I think just being in tune with what's going on and, you know, following the right people on Twitter, on Instagram, and just like being in the culture of people in LA tech is super important. And I'm sure, you know, I could put a list together and say, Hey, follow these people just and stay up to date with what they're talking about. And I'm sure cool opportunities like LA tech week will pop up on your radar. And not making any assumptions. What is vid summit for everybody who doesn't know? Based on what I know, VidSummit is an incredible creator conference. It's happened for the past couple of years. And, you know, there's speakers like Mr. Beast. And as of last night, I learned Colin and Samir are doing a great keynote, some incredible sponsors, and really just like a creator-centric And Eric, Yeah, and Eric. Eric is keynoting. Yes, Very- I saw that. <laughs> I, I haven't met Eric, but I know him through our, our Kieran and I's good friend, Tanner Fox. Um, so excited to meet him, to see him speak. But yeah, it's like a creator summit that if you go there, you will absolutely meet not only creators, but the top level creators. And I think that's super important. Like learn from the people that are crushing it from the top. And like you just, you will speed up your record to, you know, get to that point, whether you're a creator or aspiring creator. So I'm excited to attend. I know uh, Karen and I, we've been talking on their team a lot. So super pumped for that. So if somebody were to land in L.A. today to integrate into the L.A. tech community, what would you suggest they should do first? What should be that first move? I mean, I would say nowadays 
you know, some events aren't happening. Some are like vid summit. Like if I was to go back in time, it's literally just doing what I've done to get to this point in my life is like go to events and meet people, right? Like it's cold. Also really taking a step back, like figure out as Kieran and Kieran has been great at this, like figure out where the value is in any relationship. Because I think another thing is like for my podcast, it's been a gateway to sit down with people and meet people in LA in tech and whether that's a podcast or, or some other v vehicle you use to meet people, like focus on the people, focus on bringing valuable like value to people and identify that early on before you land in LA and expect to get in a tech scene or, or meet a lot of great people. Like look inward, like why am I valuable to these, per to these people? What can I bring to the table? And most importantly, just find a way in with the events or through a podcast and sitting down with people and meeting great people. And, you know, I think something like, um, I haven't been there, but like the launch house, what they're doing here in LA based on what I know and have seen about it, like they're building an incredible community of tech of entrepreneurs. And I think stuff like that, that's publicly like, Hey, we are in LA, we have this house, we do events, like find things like that by digging in Twitter and following the key people that are tweeting about LA tech, look at the hashtags, like all that type of stuff that is very tactical. And Launch House is an amazing, amazing resource that everybody should check out if they're just getting to LA um, or if you're in LA right now, that's a great one. So we have Launch House, we have Vid Summit. These are great recommendations. And how about a restaurant and a hike that are absolute checkouts? What do you recommend? Oh, for me, it's easy. Javier's. Javier's. Where is Javier's? What area? There, there's two. There's one down in Newport and then there's one in Century City Mall, right, Casey? That's where the second one is. I like the one in Newport a lot because it's right on the coast. The The food's great at either location. The one in Newport is right on the coast, looking looking over the ocean. I love going down there every once in a while. So I love I love Javier's. And what kind of food is it? It's, uh, it's like upscale Mexican food. How about you, Casey? What do you think? I'm going to go with something... I'm going there tomorrow, actually, with Blake Kieran. Um, the Ivy in right in like West Hollywood area. It's an incredible Italian place. Super not not the most low key, but it's a great place. You know, like not that many people are there because they have a certain amount of tables. So I love the Ivy. I usually get this incredible pasta. That's my go-to. <laughs> Isn't the Ivy also the one where all the celebrities go and there's a lot of paparazzi photos. Is that the same place? It, it may be somewhere actually really cool that I, like, on that note, I recently went to the San Vicente bungalows. Have you heard of it? Yeah. So that place is so cool. I went there with my buddy Colby and like you walk in there, they put stickers over your phone. They, and so that you can't take pictures and it's like a super respectable place where you don't go up to anyone because everyone is in there. It's like a club of 800 or a thousand people. And yeah, it's like a Soho house, but more underground and they've been building their community for the past year or so. But that place is super incredible. And, and I've met some awesome people there just through my buddy Colby. So um, but that's more like a, you know, membership access type of thing, not just like a restaurant you can go to like the Ivy. <laughs> Very cool. A hike that you recommend. So I've, I wouldn't say I'm the biggest hiker, but one hike I love is Pacific Palisades and it might sound basic, but that's like one of the only ones that I know. So I, I have to go with Pacific Palisades. What about you, Kieran? I don't think you hike that often. <laughs> I like doing that, the, the hike next to Hollywood sign, not on the other side, not the touristy side, um, near where, where Brian lives, Casey. What's that one? Runyon, the, that Runyon hike. Yeah. Yeah. The Runyon hike where you can see the Hollywood sign. I like that one. I've done that a few times. 
and someone new to LA, an activity that you think, oh, definitely try doing this. What would you guys recommend? It could be a place or a thing. Yeah. So this is a great question. And I think over the years, my answer has changed. So right now I live in Marina Del Rey and I have such a, a love for like the West side now, the beach, the water. And like, you know, as you go to West Hollywood, you're like, wow, this is a whole different experience than what's happening in Marina Del Rey, Santa Monica, all that stuff. I personally, I grew up like longboarding, skateboards. I love taking my longboard and just going up the um, the boardwalk from Marina Del Rey all the way past the Santa Monica Pier, like up to Malibu or however far I make it. Whether you run that or you bike that or you longboard that, I think just if I was to come to LA again for the first time, like doing that, it's just such great vibes. You sort of get a little bit of everything. You see restaurants, you see people skateboarding, you see people, tourists, but also just like, like Californians that are on the beach surfing, walking around, doing their thing. Uh, so I would recommend that if I had to pick one thing and to, to really get immersed in LA. Yeah, I like car shows. So one, one of my, oh, me too. I, I'm a big car guy. <laughs> one of my favorite car shows in LA is, uh, is Sunset GT. I think it happens once a month. Um, but it's right on Sunset Boulevard, like the craziest cars you'll ever see, especially the one that just happened last month that I was at uh, before car week um every year before car week so it's in it's the one that's in august it's always the best one so next august go to sunset gt it's one of the best events you'll see the craziest like two three million dollar cars just driving down sunset boulevard and like 10 of them that's my favorite thing that's so cool i can't i mean i'm born and raised la and i didn't even know about that one and i have a 72 chevelle i'm like super into cars so a lot of people may not be familiar. I hear from content creators all the time. I need a media kit. I need a media kit. And then some people don't even know what a media kit is. And it's so pivotal in the success of being a content creator. Can you describe the kind of success your creators have had having a media kit and how that really like propels their trajectory to make a full-time living out of creating their art? Yeah, think about it kind of similarly to... Uh to the way that anybody has a resume in order to get a job or the way that somebody has a LinkedIn profile in order to display their professional career in, in one place. It's kind of the same thing for a creator, right? We're building like a LinkedIn for creators. I think the most important thing is just being able to display all the information you need to in one place in a beautiful in a beautiful way with real-time data that you never have to go back and manually update. Um, that's really the value proposition for a creator. And it really just allows the creator, not only to not worry about it as much, not have to stress about updating their media kit all the time, but it also allows them uh, the ability to to showcase themselves in a more professional manner towards the brands that they're looking to work with. And so we've had creators over the last few weeks since we've been live, we had one creator get over $13,000 in brand deals just by sending their media kit. And one of the biggest things that we're focused on here at Media Kits is actually data transparency. And, you know, there's, there's a ton of... Um, Ton of stories out there. Obviously, we're still in kind of the wild, wild west of of influencer marketing in the creator economy. And so, you know, you know, the the creators that um that we aren't such a big fan of are the ones that are going out there and faking their numbers and and messing around with stuff and essentially um be, being fraudulent and stealing from brands um and not really providing them a, a direct ROI. And not only does that hurt the brand, but it also hurts other creators when they try to deal with a 
a brand in the in in the future, and they've been burned by a creator in the past, and so it just doesn't create a good environment for anybody involved in the transaction. And so, data transparency uh, is really important to us. We're becoming uh, the trusted source of influencer and creator data for these brands. So when they receive a media kit from MediaKits.com, they don't have to question any of the data. They know that it's real. They know that it's legitimate, and that's one of the most important things that we're putting our stamp of approval on every media kit that's created on our platform. And so I think that really provides not only the brand with a lot of peace of mind, but it also provides the creator with the peace of mind, knowing that they're presenting themselves in a professional manner that the brand is going to trust and it allows them to get you know, more credibility and of course, hopefully more money for the deal that they're conducting with that brand. So cool. So cool. And so useful. Thank you so much for hanging out with the We Are LA Tech podcast. It's been amazing having you guys to connect and collaborate with more people in the Los Angeles tech community. Remember to go to wearelatech.com slash community. That's wearelatech.com slash community. Say hello on social at We Are LA Tech on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. I will see you guys, hear you guys, talk to you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Thanks for having me, Esprit. Bye, guys. Thanks so much for having us, Esprit. My name is Kieran O'Brien, co-founder here at MediaKits.com, the SaaS tool for creators to build a digital resume in real time, based here in Marina Del Rey, and you are listening to We Are LA Tech. My name is Casey Adams, the host of the Rise of the Young podcast and the co-founder of MediaKits, the easiest way to create a media kit here based in Marina Del Rey, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. The We Are LA Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. Music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The We Are LA Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes.